it, it really has given me a better appreciation, I think, for, for food and for the people that start the journey of that food, you know, and, 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 and I think it's, and I try to do it, try to do it justice on the plate here at Merrick's. We try to make sure that whatever someone's, you know, done their really hard work and, and producing such an amazing product, we try to do it justice when we put it on the plate. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Last time we caught up with Martin Dolkey, he was running the entire food and beverage offering for some of Australia's largest stadiums, but things are a little bit different now. He's made a sea change and game day is very different. Martin, how are you? Hi, mate. How are you doing? Very, uh, very good to hear from you. It's been a while. It's been a while. You were on the show quite, quite a few, I don't even know how long ago now. It was a bit of a vortex the last couple of years, but it feels like ages ago and your life is dramatically different. Yeah, it is dramatically different. I think it was. I think I did about episode thirty of your fantastic podcast. So, um, and I think that was just at the beginning, beginning of COVID. And I think I was sitting in a um, in a five star hotel serving quarantine cuisine because we'd uh, geared the stadiums up to run to run hotel foods. <laughs> that, that is such a time warp. Life is a little different. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's right. You were looking after the quarantine food. You're looking after. I think the new Par- stadium out at Parramatta. Had had opened um the life was a little life was very different but where are you now so uh i got uh, I, I i had always had this feeling that i would return to victoria at some stage in my career and um so i'm now parked uh beachside down at uh, a place called merrick's which is down on the mornington peninsula in victoria um i i spoke to a couple of chef mates ben cooper and ian curley and said hey boys i'm i think i'm going to venture back to melbourne and within I think within a week, Ian Curley had me um, meeting up with um, Charlie Bailu and Samantha Meyer, who own Merrick's General Store. Was was that decision, I know you mentioned that one day you dreamed of moving back to Victoria, but was it a tough decision to make? It actually, it, it you know, there was there were some parts that were tough and obviously, you know, my, my son has grown up, he's 25, so he sort of didn't need data in, in New South Wales or Sydney anymore. And um, But I'd been at the stadium sort of 11 or 12 years, so I sort of, I, I really did need a change. I did need to do something apart from, you know, 80,000 people in the Olympic Stadium, but um, there were some... Yeah, just a little change. Um, but um, I, I, there was a part of my career I missed, and that part was the you know the paddock to fork type concept. Um, and uh, lo and behold, that uh, Merrick's um, also own a couple of wineries, and um, they grow their all their own vegetables. So there was an opportunity to actually you know go paddock to plate, um, which I'd never done. Um, you know, I had a restaurant for ten years of my own, and it was seafood, so I clearly didn't grow anything. So uh, there was an opportunity, and 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 uh, and just a, a, and a dead set sea change, like just absolute, um, you know, be be more creative and have license to thrill, basically. Was was it hard to adjust to the change after looking after such an epic, scaled sort of operation? Was it hard for you to change and adjust? Yeah, well, it was a little bit. It was, um, it was, it was, it was kind of different. You know, part of my my drive to work um, is what well, you know. There are signs that says "Be careful, koalas cross- crossing," versus you know heading de- heading <laughs> heading down Victoria Road uh, towards towards Homebush to the Olympic Stadium and uh, heading down there and having to dodge pedestrians. So it there it was there was a lot of change. There was a lot of change. Um, and you know, Merrick's Merrick's General Store is it's. A 
little bit um, it's a little bit outside clearly the metropolitan area so it's 50 minutes from Melbourne um, but it's on a beautiful freeway and it, um, you know my drive is uh, every day is, is pretty cruisy I'm against the traffic and it's it's you know there's hardly any sets of traffic lights which is a big difference to going down Victoria Road give it, give us a sense of the sort of history of the building and the venue yeah, so Merrick's, uh, when, when, when I was in negotiations with them, they were having just having their 100th birthday. So Merrick's General Store, which we now call Merrick's Store, um, is is 100 years old. And if, if you actually Google it, it's, you know, there's some classic old photos of it, you know, some horse and cart type stuff. And, um, you know, it was a place to come and get your, uh, you know, your, your post and, you know, a couple of, you know, grocery items and that sort of, sort of thing. Um, Charlie and Samantha, who are incredible um incredibly generous people um bales meyer who everyone might know him from the meyers uh, family uh bales bought it and and the rumor is that he 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 grabbed hold of this because he he owns two he owned two wineries and he didn't really want people traipsing on his turf at the wineries for you know for trying to you know, do go to a cellar door. So he created a cellar door. So the so the Merrick's store is now a cellar door for um, for about thirty different vineyards. Uh, it's also a restaurant that seats about one hundred and fifty. Um, it's got a cafe and it's also got a thing called Traders, where we make all our own produce and jams and chutneys and and things like that. So um, it's a huge, huge entity. It, it you know I'd actually never heard of it, and to be honest, and then. Um, uh, when I actually finally got down here to meet with them, I, I was actually just blown away. Just the, the the quality of the building, you know, it's obviously heritage listed, but you know what they've done behind it and so forth. It's um, it's it's absolutely incredible. Well, I want to sort of explore what you are doing there at Merrick's, but tell us a little bit about sort of that stadium life. What are, what are some of the highlights or fond memories you have from from that world of feeding so many people? Yeah, I have some really fond memories of stadium life and um, and the crew at uh, Venue Life who look after those stadiums are a really great crew and the CEO, uh, Daryl Kerry, is a fantastic guy. Um, but, uh, you know, some of the highlights for me is, you know, end-on-end concerts and I, I actually don't envy them because they actually probably just went through a hectic period with Ed Sheeran and Harry Styles sort of end-on-end and, and I kind of don't envy being there for that because doing those vast numbers, you know, 80 or 90,000 each night for four nights is, is pretty hectic. Um, you know, just after, uh, just sort of prior to COVID, we did Queen and Firefight concert, you know, sort of end on end. And I remember those and just, you know, just the, the, the vast amount of food that is served. And, you know, we're talking semi-trailer loads of, of chips and, and things like that. And I mean, just obviously prior to just to leaving, there was, a, you know, there's obviously a chip shortage in Australia still. And, and uh, you can imagine a stadium that it's one of its staples is chips. And, you know, you can imagine the discussions and the, the procurement team having to pre-purchase, you know, truckloads of chips to make sure that they, they had enough to go through, you know, grand finals, NRL grand finals and concerts and all that sort of stuff. So it's, um, but um, some great people, some great chefs and some made some great friends and 
you know, it was just, uh, it was one of those, it was one of those environments where, you know, um, Daryl Carey had sort of given me license to be creative and changed how the stadium uh, food was seen. And, and uh, we all know that Maryvale sort of jumped into to grab a couple of stadiums in the city as well. So the, the playing field changed just before I finished up and, and um, you know, people people have an expectation now of more, you know, of, of more quality and better food and, and sort of more on point sort of dining in whether it be the corporate suites or, or through to retail. So it was, um, it was exciting. I, I saw it all and then I sort of, I, you know, I feel like I left it in a pretty good, uh, a pretty good space. And then, uh, then it was sort of more about, you know, what I wanted to go and do and what I wanted to go and create for myself. So is, is there anything that you miss from sort of that sort of stadium life and those big events? Um, not, not overly. Like I, I, I kind of miss the, um, I, I kind of miss the volume a little bit. So some days, you know, we, you know, in at Merrick's we'll do, you know, 240 for lunch. Um, we don't open for dinner, which is in, in another story in itself, but um, we only do breakfast and lunch and it's very civilised. Um, but uh, on a day, you know, on a weekend, we'll do sort of do a couple of hundred for lunch and, and sort of that's as big as it gets. And, you know, sort of I would, you know, go back to stadium life, which would be three or 4,000 in corporate suites, you know, eating, eating the same meal. <laughs> Um, so just the mass, the mass volume, um, and and just producing that mass volume and trying to get it, you know, to, to actually, you know, present it really well is an absolute challenge in itself. Um, Merrick, you know, the challenge in itself is, you know, chatting to the to our gardener, you know, a couple of times a week, and then waiting to see what he's picked to bring down. And the challenge is, you know, you know, a um, a most incredible crate of eggplant will arrive all shapes and sizes and I've got about you know half an hour to decide what am I going to run with for the specials for the week and the weekend um, and you know what can I what fruits and things can I hand off to the pastry chef for her to you know to create some cakes and stuff like that so they're, they're still the same sort of challenges it's just a, just the the, uh, the number is different. How did it feel when you started at Merrick's? I felt like an absolute fish out of water. I, I you know, because you know, a brigade on a big event at the stadium is, you know, there's 150 chefs in for a state of origin or a grand final or something like that. And then I come down to Merrick's and there's, um, you know, there's 20 odd wait staff on a on a service plus, um, you know, I've got sort of eight or nine in the kitchen. So it's um, it was pretty unusual. And and I, I think the best part of it though was actually being back on the tools and and actually um, you know leading and and uh you know tapping into the you know there's some really clever chefs in this area and we're not in the heart of melbourne so the most of the chefs i have here are all local to the mornington peninsula so they're all um they're all you know guys that have been growing their own veg at home because most of them live on acreage or something like that so um you know the, the biggest challenge i have here is um you know i don't actually have any staff challenges the, the, the challenge here is you know tapping into their into their uh, capabilities and making sure that they they feel heard and that you know they come to me and say hey i've been growing this at home can we can we you know we've got the same stuff on at algae park at our farm so and it's you know giving them the voice and and you know encourage them to to um, you know bring something to the table so that can be a you know a really good collaboration with all of us you mentioned that uh, Merrick's was uh, breakfast and lunch but um, you're not trading at dinner T- tell us a bit about that and why that's so yeah it's 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 really uh, it's really comes from Bales Meyer he he, he believes that um, 
you know, this is this is a business where they love just to serve the people. And, and um, you know, when I first arrived and I said, gee, we should do some dinners. And Charlie Bailus just said to me, he said, um, you know, we actually we, we actually don't really need to do dinner. We're happy just, you know, that, that people get to go home at five o'clock and be with their families. It's very family orientated. Obviously, the, the Bailu family is quite large. So there was never, there was never, a, and there was never a need to. Um, there was never a need to, you know, increase the turnover to make sure that you know things were going all right because Merrick's on itself is very successful. So, um, so yeah, we do we do a wedding every fortnight, one Saturday a fortnight, for, uh, one Saturday night a fortnight. They do a one a wedding, and and yeah, they're pretty exclusive, and it's booked out for forever. So it and that's it, you know. Um, I I built a food truck, and there's a food truck in the back car park now, which we open when the weather's good and it's you know on a friday night for two hours so we do it doesn't have a it doesn't have a staple so we just uh you know i go one week it's burgers next week it's spaghetti and meatballs next week it's mussels um and we just plan it around the weather and if the weather looks good we'll open it and we open for two hours or till sold out and it's you know it's a it's a lot of fun i I can tell you it's you know it, it is a lot of fun coming to work every day when people enter the hospitality industry, they generally give away their rights to the um, and hand over their nights to the industry. You've you've sort of found yourself in a situation where you've got the nights off. What's that like for you, and what sort of impact has it had? Um, it's actually really good. I actually, um, when I was uh, in in contract talks with with the, the family, um, and they said we would really like you, Martin, to have Sunday Mondays off, and um, so that you can have a bit of the weekend and and so on and 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 you know only work weddings if they're sort of above sort of a hundred packs um and and that sort of thing and just you know leave the, you know my, i've got a really good sous chef and leave it to him and 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 the other and the rest of the team to do and and i, I suppose that was a big change for me because you know whenever there's a, a sporting event on or something on in the stadium you're expected to be on deck and all of a sudden, I, I actually don't. I, I don't need to because you know they believe that you know, my best work is done. You know, during the day with the crew, and and um, you know, so I, sh- I should at, you know, I suppose at my age should be able to go and have it, still have a weekend and have some t- you know time to myself. But the whole um, the whole brigade, the whole uh, even the front of house crew is you know is is just. They come to work. They're happy. Um, the funniest thing at Merrick's is that breakfast doesn't start till eight thirty, um, and that is again that's a, a that's, that's a family initiative. We have a coffee window that opens at seven a.m. that sells real beautiful pastries and and so on. And so there's obviously a couple of baristas and and uh, one of my pastry chefs is in early to make sure that's up and running at seven a.m. But the rest of the brigade doesn't start till eight. Uh, we do breakfast from eight thirty till. 8.30 or 10.30, then we have a very civilised um, sort of, you know, breakdown and then set up for lunch. Lunch starts right on 12 and uh, and that's life at Merrick's. It's uh, it's actually for a hospitality, uh, you know, for someone who's been in hospitality since he left school, it's it's uh, it's it's very unique and it's uh, and, and it's really nice. What are you what are you cooking there in, in the bistro? Can you give us a, a sort of a dish or two that sort of exemplifies what you're doing? Yeah, so I try to um, I try to encapsulate purely, you know, 
the fact that we grow at Algae Park, which is is one of the wineries, and we we have some acres there of, of gardens that growing all our own veg and things like that. So vegetables and herbs, and you know our tomato. We've got thirty six different types of tomatoes at the moment, which are you know make make their way onto the menu in some shape or form. The burrata with uh, with heirloom tomatoes at the moment is 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 unbelievable, um, purely because those tomatoes are like nothing you've ever eaten. They are just incredibly, um, and it's all all organic. You know, we don't use any any sprays or anything up on the farm. Clearly, because the the, the vineyards right beside it, but. Um, it's uh i try to try to use what's within 25 kilometers and and obviously at, at merrick's for those that know it is surrounded by you know two bays so there's a bay on each side it's it's beachside so i'm very work very closely with my seafood people um to make sure that i'm getting local seafood so my mussels and my flounder at the moment and 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 you know they message me every tour you know every morning about 5 a.m. to say hey we've just managed to get our hands on on this or that and and so on uh, my beef is o'connor's be- o'connor beef so it's it's within sort of 15 kilometers um, my eggs are from two kilometers away from a little company that two amazing uh, women run called yokely dokely and um i get uh i get you know i get a you know i get uh you know, 10 cartons of eggs fresh every day, uh, fresh every couple of days from them because our breakfast, you know, trade is pretty monstrous. And so everything, everything comes from, from local people and it's, um, and it's just so unique. My potatoes are from, you know, three kilometers away. My, you know, my kiflers are incredible and, um, you know, everything, everything I can get my hands on. Um, at Merrick's itself, the back whole back garden is herbs. So we grow all our own herbs within, within the, within the building. So if you here at quarter to 12 and, and we've got a really beautiful garden setting with big gazebos and things and you'll just see a couple of chefs out there with scissors and a, 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 a bucket collecting you know the fresh herb and oreganos and rosemaries and you know artichokes and beans and all the things that are grown within the grounds of Merrick's store yeah it's pretty pretty amazing it's pretty special you've gone like from one extreme to the other like it's about as extreme um, as as you can get the change that you've had, what, what sort of impact has it had on your approach to cooking and your role in hospitality? Has it changed you a lot? It has. It actually has dramatically changed me. I, I mean, my my days are spent now talking to producers on, on a constant basis. Not just because we want to try something different. It's because they're 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 at, they're they're popping their head in to buy a coffee anyway or or whatever. So they'll come and have a chat. Um, but it's changed my perception purely. Uh, you know that the fact that I, I and I'm teaching my youngest. I've got a couple of apprentices, and I'm teaching them that they've got to have this respect for the person that grew the food, or the you know the the you know Tim O'Connor from O'Connor Beefs in a couple of times a week for lunch, and you know I always get him to go and have a chat about you know the, the cattle and so on, and um, the, the girls from the from the egg farm, you know they're the same. When they drop their eggs off, they might call in and actually have eggs for breakfast. So um, it's really changed how I see things and how I, you know, back in the stadium world, it was purely through a procurement team. We wouldn't really deal with suppliers, you know, as chefs, we would just order it through a computer system. And then next thing you know, it's on in the stores. Whereas here it's, um, you know, I spend a lot of time talking to Tim, our, our gardener up at Algae Park and, you know, even even down to our, the fine details of all the, all the flowers and all the things we use as garnish, which is, you know, 
people are paying $9, $10 a punnet for those in the city. I'm getting containers and containers of that just straight off the farm. So it's it, it really has given me a better appreciation, I think, for, for food and for the people that start the journey of that food, you know, and, 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 and I think it's, and I try to do it, try to do it justice on the plate here at Merrick's. We try to make sure that whatever someone's, you know, done their really hard work and, and producing such an amazing product, we try to do it justice when we put it on the plate. With sort of what you're doing there and what you've built, it's giving you the foundations to sort of look at the year ahead and the next sort of five years. Do you have any sort of plans sort of to sort of really yourself in the region yeah I really do I'm actually I'm sort of I'm real estate shopping at the moment because I think you know this is probably somewhere I could quite happily retire um, it is a beautiful part of the world and and you know to be honest even, even as a even as a young uh, as a young chef I didn't spend I, as a young kid I didn't spend much time down here even being from Victoria where we kind of went the other way to sort of Torquay and those sort of places so now that I've had a chance to explore and I've made some friends and 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 so on it it's it's when you, the next few years. I mean the um, the family uh, are you know pretty pretty um, adamant that I'm not going anywhere. So that's kind of nice. So um, <laughs> so <laughs> I've, I've done some uh, I've done some winning winning early and and it was funny. I I had a, a coffee with it. There's a general manager who who runs the whole sort of sort of business from the cattle farms through the wineries through to the through the through to the store and. And we went and had a coffee the other morning, and um, and I said to him, "Hey, mate, um, I've got a uh, yeah, I've got a question about about my contract." And he goes, "Yes, I need to give you a new one, but it's going to be six years." So, so it was kind of it was kind of it was kind of funny. Uh, Lawrence Lawrence is a, is an amazing man who's grown up with within the family, and he's grown up. His father worked for the family, and then he took over, and now he's general manager of pretty much the whole operation. And um, you know, very passionate. One minute he's picking, you know, he's the GM, but one minute he's Helping picking grapes because they're just doing harvest at the moment, um, and then next thing you know, he's driving a truck, delivering me a new piece of equipment that I've I've begged for, you know. So, um, but it's uh, yeah, it's a pretty unique part of the world and pretty unique uh, people involved in it. So it's 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 really, it's it's actually given me um, over the after the COVID years, and I know what Victoria went through a horrible time with COVID. It's actually given. Um, it's given me a whole new perspective on life in general. Yeah, it's fantastic. Well, that's incredible to hear. And it's it's so good to catch up with you again um, on Deep in the Weeds. Look forward to the next installment. I'm sure you'll have a few tales for us. Um, please keep in touch and we'll catch up again soon. Absolutely, Hux. Thanks for having me. And uh, congratulations on three years of a great podcast. This is the Deep in the Weeds podcast. I'm Anthony Huckstep. Stay tuned as we take a deep dive into the lives of the incredible people who ply their trade in the food and hospitality sector. Special thanks to executive producer Rob Locke for making this all happen. Follow us on Instagram at Deep in the Weeds Podcast or email us at podcast at deepintheweeds.com.au. Stay safe and be well. <laughs>